Thank you for listening to the Crossridge Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Crossridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Take your seat. A.W. Tozer, a late pastor and author, said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The reason this is true for us as followers of Jesus Christ is we think, we feel, we act. Our beliefs determine our behavior. Our convictions determine our conduct. If we want to feel and act the ways God wants us to feel and act, then we need to think the way God wants us to think. If we want to change the way we feel and act, then we must first change the way we think. We see this principle, this truth, throughout Scripture. Uh, The Israelite soldiers, for example, thought Goliath was too big for them. They were terrified of Goliath, and they ran and hid from Goliath day after day after day in their tents. David thought Goliath was too big for him to miss. He was filled with courage, and he ran toward Goliath and killed Goliath with the single stone. The Israelite soldiers focused on Goliath, which led them to fear. David focused on God, which led him to faith. Moses thought more about Pharaoh and Egypt, Israelites, himself, than he did about God, which led to questions from Moses and excuses by Moses as to why he couldn't go with God by faith in God. If we want to live by faith and not by fear, then we must think God's way. We must think according to what God has told us in the truth of his word. We must think according to what the Holy Spirit says to us as we follow him day by day. Open your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 3. We are continuing in our series to learn uh, from the example of Moses how to think and live God's way. God wants us to put these principles, these truths from his word uh, that we see in this passage into practice in our lives and relationships. God is going to speak to each one of us this morning. And he wants us to live what we learn from his word by his power at work in us. And so as we've been learning, Moses was called and equipped by God to go to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelites, God's chosen people, out of Egypt. Moses, instead of going with God, had questions for God. The first question Moses asked was, who am I, God, to go to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelites, your people, out of Egypt? God responded and said, I will certainly be with you, Moses. In other words, God told Moses, I will do the work in you and through you as you go with me by faith, Moses. Moses, my task for you is more about who I am than it is about who you are. God has called and equipped us to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. Like Moses, there are times when we as well, instead of going with God, we have questions for God. One of the questions we often ask of God is, who am I, God, to go with you? Who am I, God, to go and make 
disciples of all nations for Jesus. Who am I to do what you've called me to do, God? God says to you and to me through the power of his spirit, according to the truth of his word, I am with you. What God says to you and me today is similar to what he said to Moses years and years and years ago. I will do the work in you and with you and through you as you go with me by faith. What God wants us to understand is his task for us is more to do about who he is than it is with who we are. God wants us to go with him by faith. So the first question, who am I? God answered and said, I'm with you to Moses. And he says the same thing to us today. Moses responded to God with a second question for God. Exodus chapter 3 verse 13. Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? The first question from Moses was, who am I? The second question from Moses is, what do I say? What do I say, God, if they ask me, what is your name? God answered in verse 14. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say that with me out loud. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. What a great answer from God for Moses. I am is a, a, a verb in the Hebrew that means to be. God was saying to Moses, I am who I am. I will be who I will be. In other words, Moses, I am the self-existent, eternal, sovereign ruler over everyone and everything. That's who you are to tell them has sent you to them. He continued in verse 15, and God said to, also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites. So he said, tell them I am who I am has sent me to you. Then he says, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I'm to be remembered in every generation. So God said, Moses, say to them, I am has sent me to you. Then God said, Moses, also say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God Almighty, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, has sent me to you. What God was saying to Moses was, tell them, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah Elohim. I am the almighty, unchangeable God. I am the God who is all-knowing. I am the God who is all-present. I am the God who is all-powerful. I am the God who was. I am the God who is. I am the God who will always be. I am the God of your past. I am the God of your present. I am the God of your future. What God was telling Moses to say to the Israelites is, I am the God who is with you in bondage in Egypt. I am the God who is watching over you in bondage in Egypt. I am the God who is listening to your cries for help while you're in bondage in Egypt. And I am the God who will deliver you from bondage to Egypt. What a great answer from God to Moses for Moses and the Israelites. But what a great answer from God for you and me today. The Lord God Almighty, the I am who I am, the I will be who I will be is with you and with me. Every day, every step of our way. What that means is God is saying to you and to me, I am who you need and I am what you need. I am your deliverer. I am your defender. I am your helper. I am your healer. I am your hope. I am your protector. I am your provider. I am your peace. I am your redeemer. I am your refuge. I am your rock. I am your strength. I am your savior. I am your stronghold. I am your sustainer. This is who God is. 
as we just finished singing, he is the way maker, amen? This is who God is. And God told Moses for the Israelites, for Moses himself, but for you and me today as we look into this passage, this is my name forever. So God had us in view here. Forever means what? Forever. So he was speaking to Moses for Moses, to give Moses that confidence, but for Moses to share with the Israelites. But when he said, this is my name forever, he brought us into the passage. See, we're here in this word. He said, this is the name, this is how I'm to be remembered in every generation. What generation? Every generation. Does that include our generation? You better believe it. So this is for us. Here, right here, hundreds and thousands of years ago, this was written, and it's for us this very morning. God has invited us. He's put us in this passage because he has something to say for us. You see, remembering God was the great I am was important for Moses years ago. Remembering God is the great I am is important for us today. See, here's what God was saying to Moses. Moses, I am with you. And I will tell you what to say. If Moses would just remember that God was with him, if Moses would understand who God is, which is why God was telling him a little bit more about who he actually was. If Moses would understand who God is, that God is the Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, Jehovah Elohim, the self-existent, the eternal, the sovereign ruler over all, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, then Moses would be more willing to trust God and go with God by faith in God. So God was answering these first two questions because he was wanting Moses to go with him by faith in him. And so we see in these first two answers here through verse 15, amazing truth for Moses, for the Israelites, for you and for me today. And now we're going to Continue in the passage, and God's going to continue his response to Moses, which I believe is for you and me as well this morning. So let's continue, and let's look in verse 16 and 17. Moses writes, Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, this is God speaking to Moses, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob, has appeared to me and said, I have paid close attention to you and what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised you that I will bring you up from the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Let's stop right here. What an awesome response from God. Let's look at some points from this passage that we see here that were true for Moses, true for the Israelites, but they're also true for us today. The first point we see is God in his wisdom told Moses his plan. God in his wisdom told Moses his plan. Here was God's plan for Moses. It's simple. It's right there at the very beginning of verse 16. Go! Go! It's an imperative, it's a command for Moses to obey right then and right there. God's plan for Moses, in his wisdom, he told him his plan for Moses, and his plan was simple. Go and assemble the elders of Israel. 
Moses, go now and assemble the elders of Israel. So the elders, the elders of Israel, the elders of Israel were the mature, the experienced, uh, the uh, wise, and the recognized leaders of Israel. They gave wisdom and guidance and direction and leadership to the Israelites. They mediated the conflicts among the Israelites. They kept the peace within the Israelites. They protected the unity of the Israelites. Understand that the elders were vitally important in the leadership structure for Israel at this point in time because, as Bible scholars tell us, uh, the number of Israelites living in Egypt at this point in time numbered about a million to two million Israelites in Egypt. There was literally no way for Moses to address all the Israelites together at one point and in one place. Uh, Social media wouldn't get the job done back then. And and so he had to address the Israelites. And the way Moses was going to get the message to the Israelites was through the elders. And so God led Moses to go to the elders. And he said, Moses, I want you to go to the elders of Israel and I want you to tell them the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you and has spoken to you to give you a message for them. The elders would have understood upon hearing that message from Moses, they would have understood the Lord God Almighty, Yehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, they would have understood that God, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had appeared to Moses and had spoken to Moses, and they would have also then understood it was vitally important for them to listen to what Moses had to say because God was obviously going to speak his message to them through Moses. The elders would also have believed that God was watching over them in their bondage in Egypt, that God cared for them in their bondage in Egypt, and that God was getting ready to act on their behalf just as Moses was sharing with them. But they also, as Moses shared this initial message in verses 16 and 17 with the elders of Israel, the elders of Israel, upon hearing this, would have also remembered God's covenant promise with Abraham. They would have remembered that covenant back in Genesis, as you remember. God made a covenant with Abraham, and the covenant was simple. God was going to make Abraham into a great nation. He was going to bless Abraham, and all those who blessed Abraham would be blessed by God. God would also curse all those who treated Abraham with contempt. God promised in his covenant promise with Abraham to bless all peoples of the earth through Abraham. God ultimately fulfilled his covenant promise with Abraham in Christ Jesus. We are all blessed, all peoples of the earth are blessed by God through Christ Jesus, the seed of Abraham. And so we see back in Genesis chapter 15, just real quick, I want to read this passage. The Lord, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Exodus chapter 3 happened. 
This was long before Exodus chapter 3 ever happened. This is what the Lord said to Abraham as part of his covenant promise with Abraham, which is why God told Moses, tell the elders of Israel what he shared in verses 16 and 17 of chapter 3, because they would have thought back and remembered this passage. And in Genesis chapter 15 in verses 13 and 14, this is what the Lord told Abraham. Then the Lord said to Abram, I know this for certain, your offspring will be resident aliens for 400 years in a land that does not, does not belong to them and will be enslaved and impressed. Who was he talking about? He's talking about Israel. Where was he talking about? Egypt. So now we've got a timeline. How long has Israel been in Egypt in bondage and misery? 400 years. Verse 14, however, I will judge the nation they serve, and afterward they will go out with many possessions. Now that's a good word. So when Moses told the elders, God said, Moses, tell the elders in verses 16 and 17 of chapter 3, this message, the elders would remember the covenant God made with Abraham, the elders would know that they were part of the covenant, that they were included in the covenant with Abraham, the seed, the offspring of Abraham. And they would know, the elders would know, what God was saying through Moses is the time has come. The time has come. Our God, our God is going to deliver us from Egypt. They would have understood this. And it would have rallied the elders who would have then been able to take that message to the Israelites to try to rally the Israelites. And so we see God at work in amazing ways. Let's continue in verse 18. Let's pick back up. They will, God's continued to talk to Moses. They will, they being the elders of Israel, they will listen to what you say. Moses, then you, along with the elders of Israel, must go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. What God is telling Moses right here is, Moses, since I am that I am. Moses, since I am who I am, I will be who I will be. I will tell you, Moses, what to say to the elders of Israel. I will make sure the elders of Israel listen to what you say, Moses, which Luke confirmed in Acts chapter 7. I will tell you what to say to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, Moses. I will fulfill my covenant promise to Abraham. I will deliver and bring Israel out of bondage in Egypt. God, in his wisdom, told Moses his plan. He's saying, Moses, since I am who I am, this is what's going to happen. Now, certainly, we'll see here in just a few moments, but certainly, Moses and the elders of Israel, in bondage and oppression and misery in Egypt, going to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and telling Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, hey, uh, we're, we've talked to God, and our God has called us to, to leave, and so we all want to leave, and we want to go out in the wilderness uh, uh, for a few days, and we want you to let us go. 
We all know that that would have made zero sense to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The king of Egypt would not have been inclined in any way to grant that request. In any way to grant it. Which is exactly what God was doing with Moses. Because what God was going to do through Moses was going to be something that could only be explained by our almighty God. As he continued in this passage. God in his wisdom told Moses' plan. Second point we see is God in his grace assured Moses of success. God in his grace assured Moses of success. Look in verse 19. However, God's still talking to Moses. However, I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go even under force from a strong hand. There it is. God's saying, listen, I know he's not going to let you go, Moses. I want you to go and tell them this, but I know he's not going to let you go. But when I stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles that I will perform in it, after that, he will let you go. And I will give these people such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not go empty handed. Each woman will ask her neighbor and any woman staying in her house for silver and gold jewelry and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters. So you will plunder the Egyptians. Wow. Woo! Give the Lord a hand. That's a hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. What do we know is going on here in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 22? It's the affirmation of Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 and 14. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, the I am who I am was going to do what he was going to do. God said to Moses in verses 19 through 22, don't miss this. God said to Moses, since I am who I am, since I will be who I will be, Moses, I know that King Pharaoh is not going to let you go initially. Moses, since I am who I am, since I will be who I will be, I will perform miracles by my power in Egypt. Moses, I will change the mind of King Pharaoh. Moses, I will make sure and cause him to let you and all of Israel go. And I will show Israel favor in Egypt as you and Israel go. And I will allow you to plunder the Egyptians as you and all of Israel leave Egypt by my power. This is the almighty grace of God at work. In Moses' life and through Moses on behalf of the Israelites. And so we see God in his wisdom told Moses his plan. God in his grace assured Moses' success. Third point, God in his purpose called Moses to go with him by faith. God in his purpose called Moses to go with him by faith. God came to Moses with his plan for Moses. God was in control, not Moses. God's plan for Moses was clear to Moses. God promised to be with Moses. God was going to use Moses to deliver and bring Israel out of bondage and misery in Egypt. All Moses had to do was go with God by faith in God. That's it. That's it. God's plan for Moses called for faith from Moses. If Moses would go with God by faith in God, he would see the power of God. He would grow in his faith in God. He would reap the blessings of God. And he would bring glory to God because part of God's plan for Moses was after they left, after they left Egypt, they were going to go back to the mountain of God, Horeb, Mount Sinai, where they worship God and give God praise for what God said hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago that he would do for them. All Moses had to do Let's go. Just go. 
go with me by faith. The point God wants us to understand since we're in this passage, and we've already identified when this passage is the fourth point. And the fourth point for us this morning is simply this. God in his purpose calls us to go with him by faith. God in his purpose calls you and I to go with him by faith. God's plan for us always calls for faith from us. God's plan for you always calls for faith from you. God's plan for me always calls for faith from me. What I am doing at these very moments is an act of faith in God. What I am doing in these very moments is a testimony of the power of God. It is a literal act of faith in God. God always calls us for faith. His plan for you and his plan for me will always call for faith from us. If you get to a point in your walk with the Lord, and I know there are times when we get to a point where we're like, we're exhausted, we're tired, we're frustrated, things aren't working, and it seems like God is continuing to push, and he's continuing to push, and he's continuing telling us to go, to give, to forgive, to encourage, to serve, to love, to care, to minister, to comfort, to bless, and he's continuing to encourage us to do this, and we don't want any part of it because we're tired and we're frustrated, and by the way, it'd be nice if we got some of that in return every once in a while, but we're not getting that in return, and he continues to call us to to move forward in faith, that is exactly what God is going to call you to do and he's going to call me to do. He's constantly calling us out of our comfort zones for faith and trust in him because that is where the glory of God resides. As we walk out by faith in God, we are able to show our love for God. We are able to walk out in obedience to God by the power of God and we are able to demonstrate to those around us who our God is. And he sees us and he does his work through us and God, our extraordinary God, does the extraordinary in and through me and others around us see that and they know it's not us. And they want to know who and how. And that gives us the opportunity to say it's him. Everybody knew It wasn't Moses who led Israel out of Egypt. He's scared to death. He keeps giving God excuses. Everybody knew that there was only one reason why Israel was able to leave Egypt. That was the Almighty God. God, in his plan for you and me, always calls for faith from us. So understand and realize God's plan for us is always best. The Christian life is the best life. It's the blessed life, but it's not the easy life. And the reason it's not the easy life is God always calls us to faith. He's going to call us to take steps where we haven't stepped before. He's going to call us to do things that are impossible for us in our power and wisdom. But that's why he told us, I'm with you. And I'm going to empower you. All God asked Moses was to go by faith with me. And so the beauty of what God is showing us through the example of Moses is God and his purpose calls us to go with him by faith. But also know that God in his wisdom has told us his plan 
for us. God in his wisdom has told us his plan for us. You know this as well as I do. Matthew wrote about this in Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. God's plan for you and me is to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. That's God's plan. God tells us what we need to know, not all we want to know. Remember, God tells us what we need to know, not all we want to know. Sometimes God tells us a lot. Sometimes God tells us a little. But understand, whatever it is that God tells us, it's best for us and it's enough for us because here's what God's wanting. He wants us to go with him. And as we go with him by faith, we fellowship with him. And then he fills in all the blanks. He gives us all the details. He turns his plan, his will for you and me into HD quality so that we can see it and that we're amazed by it. But that's as we go with him by faith. What we've got to be careful of is, like Moses, asking God for all the details before we go. Because what God wants is for us to trust him as we go, and he'll take care of the rest. And so we see God, in his wisdom, has told us his plan for us. But we also see God in his grace has assured us of success. You remember Luke in chapter 1 of the book of Acts. Luke said, the Lord said to them... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Notice what Luke said. Notice the Holy Spirit inspiration guiding Luke's writing in the book of Acts. Luke wrote, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses. What does that mean? It means God always does his part. God always fulfills his promises. God always equips those he calls. God always helps and empowers us to fulfill his purpose for us. God, through Luke, told you and me, but we will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we will be witnesses in our area where God has placed us. So we know that God's purpose and plan for us is to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. So when God saved us by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, he placed his Holy Spirit in us to dwell in us because it is by the Holy Spirit of God that we're able to fulfill the plan of God, which is to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to love like Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses for Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to tell others about about Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to make disciples for Jesus. So God, in his purpose, has called us to go with him by faith in him. He's, in his wisdom, told us his plan for us, and in his grace, he has assured us of success. So now we know the same thing Moses knew. All we have to do is go with God by faith in God. Today, all you have to do is go with God by faith in God. Tonight, all you have to do is go with God by faith in God. This week, all you have to do is go with God by faith in God. And God's grace will be with you as his plan is unfolded for you. And the power of the Holy Spirit will fill you. And you will be able to accomplish all that he asks for you to accomplish. Because he will be with you and he will do the work in and through you. You are called. I am called. We are called to simply go with God by faith in God. God comes to us with his plan for us. God's in control, not us. God makes his plan clear to us. 
to us. And God promises he's with us. And as we remember, God is with us. As we understand who God is, the self-existent, eternal, sovereign ruler over everyone and everything, Yahweh, the Lord God Almighty, then we, as we remember God is with us, as we remember who God is, we will go with God by faith in God. We will go with God in obedience to God, and we will go with God with confidence from God. We will go with confidence from God because here's what God had said to Moses in this passage. He'll continue to say, and here's what God is saying to you and me this morning. If you don't hear anything else, make sure you hear this. If you're taking notes, write this down. It's real simple. God is in us. God is with us. And God is for us. God is in us. God is with us. And our God is for us. And so as we trust in these truths, God is in us by the presence of his Holy Spirit. God is with us every step of our way. He's promised that to us. And God is for us. He's transforming us in the likeness of his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's for you. He's for me. It makes all the difference in the world for us on a day-by-day basis. I would encourage each one of us to personalize that statement. God is in me, God is with me, and God is for me. Let's say that out loud together. God is in me, God is with me, God is for me. One more time. God is in me, God is with me, God is for me. I would dare say if we get up each day throughout the day and we focus on these truths and we remind ourselves of these truths, we will go with God by faith in God. And we will go in obedience to God, and I can assure you we will go with confidence from God. How can we not go with confidence? God is in us, with us, and for us. That gives me confidence. Me confidence. No matter who the King Pharaoh is in my life, no matter who that Goliath may be in our lives, God's with us. And he promises us he's going to tell us what to say. And we can know that we know that we know. As we go with him by faith in him, his grace will provide us with the success that he promises us in his word. The same promise he made to Moses he makes to us today. So the question is real simple. How can we go with God today? How can we go with God this week? What can we take away? What, what can I do? What can you do? How can we go with God? Let me just give you three quick points uh, and, and then uh, we'll be finished. First, if we're going to go with God today, if we're going to go with God tonight, if we're going to go with God this week, this first is important. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give yourselves to God. Give yourselves to God today. Give yourselves to God tomorrow. Give yourselves to God throughout the day. Give yourselves to God tonight. Give yourselves to God. Give your time, talents, and treasures to the Lord. Give up your will and way so that you can know and that you can follow God's will and way. Ask God to give you and to fill you with his freeing, forgiving, loving, rescuing, saving grace that is available to you and to me in Christ Jesus. Give up. Give up yourself, give up your will and ways, and receive God's will and ways. Follow God. That's what Jesus said when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what Jesus said when he said, if anyone wants to come after me, he must what? Deny himself, take up his cross daily, and then follow me. So if we're going to go with God by faith in God, we got to give up. We got to give up. And then... As we give up, the second step we need to take is we need to grow in. 
We need to grow in. We need to read God's word. We need to know God's word. We need to obey God's word so that we can share God's word. If we're going to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus, if we're going to teach them to observe and obey everything God's commanded us, we need to grow in. We need to grow in the word of God, the understanding of the word of God. We need to know it. We need to obey it so that we can share it. Listen, you know this as well as I do. We're all witnesses. Every one of us are witnesses. We're witnesses for Jesus as followers of Jesus, but we're also witnesses to just about anywhere and everywhere we go. We're witnesses to restaurants. We're witnesses to movies. We're witnesses to books. We're witnesses to our jobs. Whatever it is that you're involved in, you're a witness. You know this as well as I do. If we like a restaurant, if it's really, really good, what are we going to do? We're going to keep it to ourselves and we're going to tell everybody that it stunk, that it was terrible, that we would never recommend that restaurant, right? No, we're going to shout it out. We're going to let everybody know that was a great place. We may even grab a brother, sister, or a group of folks and, and take them the next time with us. Here's the point. If we're in God's word and blessed by God's word, we're going to share God's word with others around us. See, when we're not in God's word and not blessed by God's word, we're not going to share. God's word, what, what, what do we have to share? See, as we give up, we must also grow in. We must, must grow in this word. And as we get in the word, I promise you, as we get in this word, we'll be blessed by this word. And as we are blessed by this word, the Holy Spirit leads us to share it with those around us. One of the great blessings that we have today is the beauty and the blessing of social media. I mean, we can share scriptures and truths from God in a moment's notice, literally around the world, texting, emailing, posting the glory of God, the truth of his word. And as we, we get in the Word of God, we're blessed by the Word of God. And then we want to share the Word of God with those around us. You see, we need to know the gospel in order to share the gospel. And one of the things that we always need to be ready of on a day-by-day -day basis is we need to be ready to tell our story of how God changed us in Christ Jesus. You need to be ready to share your story about how God changed you in Christ Jesus. So we give up and we grow in, but then the third step is we go out. We go out with God and we go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. We go out with God. We go out with God and serve one another in love. We go out with God by faith in God and we speak God's truth and love to one another. We go out with God by faith in God and we encourage one another so that none of us is hardened by sin's deception on a day-by-day -day basis. We go out with God and we comfort one another. We go out with God and we uh, forgive one another. We go out with God and we bless one another. We go out with God and we carry one another's burdens. We go out with God and we let our light shine before others so they may see our good deeds and give glory to our Father in heaven. We go out with God by our faith and trust in God, by His power work in us, knowing that our God is is with us. He will tell us what to say, and he will meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We go out with God in confidence. We go out with God in faith. We go out with God in obedience. We go out with God in peace. We go out with God with joy. We go out with God in, with love. We go out with God with patience. We go out with God with power. We go out with God with wisdom. As we go out by God's grace, through our faith and trust in him, as we go out with God 
by faith in God, we will see the power of God. We will grow in our faith in God. We will reap the blessings of God. And we will be able to bring glory, honor, and praise to God. Remember, God knows what we don't know. God does what we can't do. And so God extends the offer to us to go with him by faith in him. And in that offer, what he is giving to us is he's extending us the offer of a front row seat to watch him work and do what only he can do in us, through us, for us, and around us. And we, in response to him, are able then to give him all the honor, glory, and praise. Our role as worshipers and witnesses for Jesus. God is in you. God is with you. God is for you. So go with God by faith in God according to his power at work in your life. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is going to come and lead in this time of response. And I want to encourage you to respond as the Lord's leading to you. The altar is open as it always is. Maybe you want to come and kneel and do business with the Father just to pray. Maybe just to, to thank God for these truths, to, to ask God to remind you of these truths. Maybe it's to, to focus on giving up. Maybe it's to focus on growing in. Maybe it's just to focus on, on going out. Maybe God has revealed someone to you in this time. And I certainly believe that God has been specific in the ministry of the Holy Spirit to each one of us. God is a very specific God. He's not random. He's intentional. He's purposeful. He's spoken to you and he's spoken to me different ways because we're all at different points. This truth has been applied to each of us and God's invitation to all of us is real simple. Go with me by faith. Our pastors will be standing here at the front, our ministers, they'd love to pray with you, pray for you, pray over you, introduce you to Jesus. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, then that give up step, that first step for you is the, the key first step is to give up. That means give your life to God. Place your faith and trust in Jesus and his work on the cross for you, his death, burial, and resurrection, which opens the way for all of us to receive forgiveness of sins and enter into a relationship with God. The righteous one, Jesus, died for us, the unrighteous ones, to bring us to God. God's speaking and moving. Let's minister to one another uh, during this time as we worship God together. Let's stand and say yes to the Lord.